Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live. Now for your hosts, Chris, Dan, Tom, Houston, and Zach. Oh, live, guys. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing today, man? Doing pretty good. How about you, Chris? Oh, I can't complain here in Texas, right, Ryan? I mean, the weather's a little bit iffy, but when is it not in Texas? Uh, It's not too bad. 105 degrees today, right? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not as hot as it was earlier. We're in a fall must. Billy, what about you, man, up in Iowa, the tight end state? Uh, Just uh, humid, not too bad, just a little humidity, probably around 80. Typical fall day. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Thank you, everyone who's watching right now. Uh, We got a couple viewers. Thank you all for tuning in. What I'm doing is Ryan has written a new intro every week for me to say, but I want to share this out real quick. Uh, before I get to it, right? That just makes the most sense. So everyone can watch me just fumble over my words. Uh, and what kind of genius Ryan Hicks has, right? I mean, that's a big deal too. So it is shared all across the board on Twitter. We are on Facebook. And let's see what Ryan's got for me to say today, guys. <clears throat> One is in the books. There's no need to be scared. The folks at Belly Up Fantasy stay prepared. Did you know your first matchup, or did you win your first matchup or lose or feel low? Well, week one is over. On to week two we go. Like Wilson Baum, we will lead you right. When when week two approaches, your lineup is tight. So listen up, friends. We got more knowledge dropping, and your championship quest is far from stopping. So buckle up, strap, and join us on our quest. We are here to win titles. We are here to be the best. Oh, Lord. So if Saquon went backwards or Chubb didn't go, press play on this podcast and on with the show. Bro, that was good. (laughs) I did it this morning. Dude, okay. So one, that was super sick. And two... (laughs) <laughs> Have you been reading what I'm putting on the descriptions? Because that follows what I just put on our description today. Week one, if y'all weren't watching, we were Knights of the Roundtable. To do this week, we're week two. We're Knights on our quest, man. We got new weapons. We'll debut those at the end of the show or let y'all in on that. That's a little special announcement uh, from us here at Belly Up Fantasy. But let's get into it, man. Uh, there's huge news today. Marco Ayala. Marco, it was definitely not better than Hamilton, but I will take that. <laughs> just watching Hamilton. I'll talk about that later on in the show. But there's huge news that Marco didn't know about. He was getting wings, and I texted him. I was like, bro, New Orleans Saints, wide receiver. Some people took him at the 1.04. Michael Thomas, Tom. Let everyone know what's going on with Michael Thomas in that. Just, just let everyone know. 
I mean, hey, bad news. Everyone talks about he's the best receiver in the league. He's the second best receiver in the league. He's top five, regardless of who you ask. Uh, during the game, had a guy's ankle rolled over a little bit. Uh, turns out it's a high ankle sprain. They thought he was just going to be back next week. Uh, not so. It's going to be uh, several weeks he's out. We don't have an exact timetable on it. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit IR with the way they're structured this year. You know, they're able to come back after four games, freeze up a roster spot for him. It's going to be interesting to see throughout the year how that works out with other teams too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's so crazy because now you you have to upgrade what? AK, you have to upgrade, upgrade Manny Sanders, uh, Jared Cook even, and then whispers Traquan Smith, right, Billy? Yeah, definitely. Traquan definitely going to be moving up and back into that number two role that we haven't seen him do too well. And But uh, Manuel Sanders, I think, could hold down the one, and Jared Cook, I think, could be a big part of this. So I think the Saints will be fine. Kamara will get his targets too. Uh, maybe a little more running game with Lat Murray. So uh, Saints have too many weapons to really worry about it. They did fine last year with Teddy Bridgewater, no breeze. So I don't see why Michael Thomas would really hold the show up too bad. For sure. Ryan, what were your initial thoughts on it? I mean, I have a lot of Michael Thomas this year. It's not good for me. But I have to remind myself that when I need him in the playoffs, he will be there. This is not a season-injuring injury. I just got to make do. It's a long season. You know, I might get an extra loss on the column, but as long as I make the playoffs, that's what matters. For sure, for sure. And then one guy that I wanted to tout uh, before we get into everything was Mohamed Sanu, man, a journeyman, a veteran of, of the game, uh, cut by the Patriots, and now – Lo and behold, signs up with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, who are without a stud, a solid stud wide receiver right now, and possibly without George Kittle, their star tight end. Um, Tom, what were your initial thoughts on, on Mohamed Sanu's signing? I mean, I'll tell you what, Mohamed Sanu is a good receiver. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you do have some young guys there, though. Brandon Ayuk, I like him. I think he's going to be good for him. So, you know, I hope that this doesn't impact that team long down the line here uh, into the season that, you know, it takes away time from these, uh, you know, rookies, first and second year receivers trying to, you know, get into the game. Somebody actually just added in Allen Robinson. See where he goes. He's asking for a trade, too, now from the Bears. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ryan, what were your thoughts on both Allen Robinson's, you know, disgruntledness with the contract, not giving him the money, and then also Mohamed Sanu? Well, his agent and he are coming out and saying that they didn't ask for a trade, but to me, there's a lot of coach speak going on right now. Um, and then as far as Sanu, I'm not really interested because I got guys like MT or Debo Samuel on my bench that I'm not going to cut to pick up Sanu. So I'm just going to leave him alone and save some of my budget on waiver wire or my waiver spot for somebody that I'm really interested in, unless I'm really tough on receiver right now. That's fair. Billy, a guy who loves running backs who could be hurting at wide receiver. What do you think about these two guys? Uh, the Allen Robinson news is disappointing. I thought the Bears kind of had it going a little bit this week. They looked all right. Probably should have lost the game to Detroit, but still, you know, Allen Robinson's a big part of what they do. Uh, the Sanu news, I think that's just kind of Sanu going back with Shanahan. They're, they're thin at wide receiver. He knows the system. I think it's just bringing in a vet that can maybe help these young guys develop a little bit quicker and can be in the right spot at the right time if they have to have it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't disagree with any of you guys on any of these takes. But before we get into it, one more thing, guys. Let's give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, PropMe. PropMe LLC, guys. PropMe is a new, innovative gaming platform that is really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person more easy than, or easier than ever. 
just download the app and join join the fun at PropMeLLC.com today. We've got props going on right now. I'm pretty sure Ryan's at the top of it right now on a couple of these. Um, we've had some winners here pretty soon, or we've had some winners under the belly up name, but they've also been some giveaways that we've done. So, guys, skipping, I guess, maybe reactions to week one because it's just week one. You don't have to worry about losing week one. It's a long season, like Ryan mentioned. We're moving forward. We're going to continue on this and go to week two for all of our viewers. So Real quick. Yeah. I got to close out week one. We had a bet last week. Marco you and Marco did. Yes, y'all did. We had a bet last week that Marco would score more points than me. Uh, you know, the agreement was that $20 would go to St. Jude's from whoever scored less points. So, for the record, went ahead, made my donation here. Donation amount. I don't know if you guys can see that. $20.40. Covered the the cost for them of processing it. So, Marco, you won. You had a good week last week. You won your game. You beat Dan. So, uh, just wanted to say congratulations and congrats to St. Jude's. Heck yeah, brother. That's awesome. Uh, we'll talk about more about Marco's team at the end of this stream. Uh, and yeah, man, <laughs> excuse me. Tom got me all choked up right now. That's awesome, man. I was not expecting that so quickly. So, all right, brother. Awesome. Uh, let's kick it off, though. Week two, right? The Thursday night game, we got the 0-1 Bengals against the 0-1 Browns. I mean, division rivals. A brand new quarterback versus a seemingly brand new quarterback. You, right? You don't know who I'm talking about in either situation. You got Joe Burrow. You got Baker Mayfield on both sides of it. I mean, both these guys lit it up in college, and now they're in the NFL. Baker's got a lot more Hulu and um, progressive commercials and stadium commercials than he does wins. So he's got some stuff to do. He's got an all-star cast. But so does Joe Burrow. That offensive line looked a little bit bad. The over-under for this game is 45.5 points, so not one of the highest-scoring games of the week. But fantasy-wise, there are some gems in it for sure. Um, one, you look at last week, right, and you got to correlate that to this week. Joe Burrow was under center 68 times last week. or He took 68 snaps all last week, right? That's a lot, man. Um, 23 completions, 193 yards, and he looked poise when he scampered in on that run um also he's at the top of the list at 8.1 air yards per attempt uh we'll talk about who's at the top of that teddy bridgewater here in a little bit but 8.1 air yards per attempt that's crazy for a rookie right uh and then he showed the poise with his running ability he was facing a hard defense and relatively ingram got that interception at the end of the game and Bosa got a couple sacks, but those two guys should have put a lot more pressure on them than he, they really did. I thought he looked really good. Mixon lost a step, but that offensive line was pretty bad. AJ Green touting as the fantasy analyst pick in the seventh or eighth round. He showed up a little bit, you know, five receptions, nine targets, 51 yards. He was out there for 41 snaps. So he was out there for a while. A guy that I want to look at on this Bengals team, because I got to wrap this up here pretty quickly. Um, is Drew Sample. I mean, he was out there for 15 snaps opposed to 49 from C.J. Uzma. So if anything goes wrong with Uzma, I think this guy's poised to to take up that next level on that step for the tight ends where it's such a bad landscape. And the one thing I'm going to say is everyone who knows me from Belly Up knows. And if you're not even a fantasy football player, you know how much I love Kareem Hunt versus Nick Chubb at their ADPs or however you want to say how much I hate Nick Chubb versus Kareem Hunt. 
35 snaps for Nick Chubb, 36 for Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt just got paid. He had more carries at 13 to 10. He had more yards at 73 to 60. He had four receptions versus one reception. He was targeted six times, guys. Six times from Baker Mayfield. Kareem Hunt, mm, my bold prediction for this game will be Kareem Hunt continues his dominance of the backfield and scores another TD for the Browns this week. And possibly, I'm just going to put a little asterisk next to this, but possibly Nick Chubb just sees about 45 yards. Um, what do you think? I mean, I'll tell you what. It's, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I can tell you that much. Uh, neither team is great by any, any sense of the word. Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow looked good, but what didn't look so good was his face at the end of the game last week when their kicker missed uh, a game tying or game wing field goal. Regardless, he realized what happens when you're the number one overall pick as a quarterback nine times out of ten. So uh, as far as people that I'd want to start in this game, there's one that really stands out. Uh, and to be honest, that's going to be Austin Hooper. So David Njoku onto the IR, uh, was injured last week. So, you know, we talked a bit about what's the tight end situation going to look like for them because Njoku's not a bad tight end by any means. Uh, so, you know, was kind of curious as to if he was going to steal some of the target share at, at the tight end spot from Hooper. Uh, but without Njoku there, that can't happen. So, um, I mean, the offense didn't look super high-powered last week for uh, Cleveland. Hooper, I think, uh, could just take target share and in PPR leagues make a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Ryan, what were your thoughts about that or this upcoming game between these division rivals? I'm going to say I think Geo looked better than I've seen in a while. I was totally off the Geo train, and I was high on Travion, and I thought that's the best I've seen Geo in a while. I think Chubb comes back strong next week. Uh, I think that was anomalous. That was a situation where they were playing against Baltimore. They're not going to have that situation this week in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm more interested. I like Hooper, like you said. I'm more interested to see if Green continues to uh, be on the field a lot. Can he stay healthy? Because that's the guy I have the most exposure to. For sure. Billy, what are your thoughts on this game? I think this might be the coming out party for this Bengals group. I mean, you can jump on the Browns right now. They've got a lot to fix on a short week. So, the Bengals have some momentum coming. I mean, really, they kind of won that game, I mean, in all intents and purposes. If you take away that P.I. that, you know, give or take, uh, might get called one week and won't the other. So coming off that, uh, I think Burrow, the, the Bengals offense has reason to be confident, I guess, and the Browns don't have a whole lot. That Browns offense, to me, just looked abysmal. I'm, I'm really glad I have very few shares of any of them other than Kareem Hunt. Uh, but as Ryan's point, you know, I wonder if that was more game script or if that's going to be uh, where Chubb's kind of taking over the job. I'm interested to see how that goes. But they might find themselves trailing again. Uh, I think the, the Bengals really could turn it up on them quick this Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow looked really good, really good, man, against that stout. I mean, excluding Derwin Thompson or Derwin, yeah, Derwin James, I'm sorry, uh, defense. He was he was awesome, man. Tom. Let's talk about your game that you're headlining right now. Let's talk about this this behind you right here, Marco. I know you and him are about to get on it. You were texting me all Sunday about it. Uh, Gardner Minshew, man, looking good. Hey, man, Minshew's the real deal. Let's be honest. It's You go 19 for 20. One of the only quarterbacks ever, I believe it's third or fourth quarterback ever to go 95% completion rating, uh, you know, on that amount of yards. 
I mean, it's an impressive game from them, especially when you consider that this is a team that a week ago, we all thought they were tanking. They were trading out everybody. Laren Fournette, your starting safety. I mean, they were getting rid of everybody. So, hey, Gardner Minshew comes in with, you know, little to no weapons. I mean, LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark is about it. You'll make an argument for D.D. Westbrook or Chris Conley, whatever. But uh, Gardner Minshew, to me, he's I, I've said it once, I'll say it again. He's a top 15 quarterback at the least this year. He was quarterback nine all last year when he was starting. He was quarterback nine last week. He's going to stay up around that range. Uh, Receiver-wise, uh, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, DJ Chark seems like he's picking up right where he left off. Um, and then, you know, again, I still think Chenault's going to be a good option. Um, Titans, uh, obviously, you know, Derrick Henry, monster still, King Henry. Um, and Tannehill looked pretty good last week as well. So uh, I wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to playing him uh, depending on the uh, – what team, excuse me, what quarterbacks you have on your roster? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is a stud, they just paid him. But Ryan, what are your what's your take on this? Because I mean, I've got a lot of exposure to AJ Brown on the other end of the Jacksonville side, and it straight up felt like Ryan Tannehill was just trolling everybody last night. It really did. I didn't like it at all. I think part of it is, I think Henry, I don't think Henry had a great game last night. I really don't, honestly. I thought his game could have been a lot better. I think Henry and AJB are going to be beneficial to each other. They're going to need each other. AJB needs to break those big plays off, and that only happens when Henry has the defense selling off of the run. I do think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. I love Minshew in this. Even though I do like Tennessee's defense, I think Tennessee's going to score early and they're going to run the ball. Minshew's going to have to throw. I do think this is going to be high-scoring. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are just going to get blown out here, so I want some exposure to this game. Yeah, Billy, what are you? what's your thoughts on this game? Because it's pretty much one-to-one right now. Yeah, the Titans' defense did look pretty good last week. However, Minshew just shredded the Colts. I mean, it was pretty impressive, and he was finding everybody. If you look at the stat sheet, nobody nobody had a whole lot more targets, more receptions, more yards. I mean, he used everyone in that offense. And really, that they might be an underrated receiving core with some of the young guys. So, uh, for me, the Titans – uh, Jags, this could be a really fun divisional matchup. I expect a big game out of Derrick Henry and, and a whole lot of carries again. I need something out of A.J. Brown, though. It cannot be the Corey Davis show. We've all been off this train for a long time. That has to be an anomaly. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how things shake up, whether it was week one or if uh, things are a little different in Tennessee right now. Yeah, for sure. I guess the one thing that I want to touch on is besides Gardner Minshew, who lit it up and was so efficient, uh, I messaged Tom this, man, like he was at a 95% completion rating or something like that, and there was only two other quarterbacks in history that had those numbers at that level. Ridiculous. Next, James Robinson, man. The dude played – he got 100% of the rushing plays that weren't Gardner Minshew, right? And then he was also out there for, 60, for 68% of the snaps. Talking about their wide receivers as well, Chark, Cole, and Chenault. These guys are the real deal, man. We can I'm going to call them the trio in Jacksonville because Chark was out there for 84% of snaps, Cole was out there for 66, and Chenault was out there for 62. These guys are game players. Um, Over-under on this game is 43. Um, I'm probably going to smash the under, in Tom's words, smash it, but the under. I think Tennessee uh, just runs that ball. Um, yeah. <laughs> the one clock too much for Minshew to put up seven touchdowns, you know? Yeah, I get that. That's for sure. Uh, Ryan, man, 
this is a game that, you know, we've got a little bit of back and forth between all of us in because of the quarterback situation, because of the, the studs that are in this game. Carolina and Tampa Bay over under 48.5. Both 0 and 1. Blowout. This is going to be a blowout. This is not going to be close at all. So I did not like what I saw from Carolina last week. Uh, I know you're talking about Teddy with the air yards. I don't care. They were losing. CMC is going to have a really hard time running the ball against this Tampa Bay front. Tampa Bay's defense looked good. They kept a potent New Orleans uh, offense for a lot of the game at in check. Uh, I'm really more excited to see. I think Bronx scores this week. I want to see if the RJ Fournette uh, tandem gets switched up in any way because that was weird. I really thought Fournette was going to win the job week one. But I have high exposure to this game. It's going to be – I don't think Carolina can stop anybody. I think Brady's going to feast, and I think Carolina's going to have to try to stay uh, caught up with them, and I don't think they're going to be able to. Yeah, I mean, the whole Leonard Fournette, Rojo, two thing, man, it's pretty pretty weird because you bring in Leonard Fournette, who is just the a monster, right? And he doesn't see very much of the field. I mean, Rojo's out there for 41% of the snaps. So, Billy, what what do you think about this matchup between Carolina and Tampa Bay? Totally with Ryan on this. I think Carolina is in trouble, and it's in a big way. I didn't really like anything I saw. They had the one big play that if I'm Gruden, I'm cutting that safety. I mean, come on, you got to make that tackle. Uh, that's kind of all of the Saints-Vikings in the playoffs here, man. Come on. Uh, so that counts as this one big play. Uh, they were relatively ineffective everywhere other than that. I mean, uh, they even went to the fullback on fourth and one, not all-world Christian McCaffrey. Just alarming. And Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady's pissed. They're going to be looking to jump on him and jump on him early. And with that defense, he should pick them apart all day. Uh, Mike Evans' injury is a little bit of a concern, but enough weapons to get it done. And I think O.J. Howard has a really, really big day. Um, showed a little flash last week, wide open touchdown. Guys are still ignoring him because everybody's thinking Gronk. He has a big day coming soon, and I think it's week two. Yeah, I mean, O.J. Howard was only out there for 52.9% of the snaps versus Gronk 77, um, but he had a 17.6 target share at the six or the six targets for 36 yards on that score, like you said. Tom, I mean, let's talk about Teddy, right? Hey, man, Teddy's a pretty decent quarterback. I mean, we've talked about this before. He, he can play – uh, you know, at a high enough level. He's not uh, going to be the guy that runs the field for you, but he's going to play well enough. Um, I mean, you look at what this team did last week. Obviously, you had um, Robbie Anderson, six passes for 115 yards, albeit 75 on that one big play, which we talked about was, uh, you know, the safety didn't have the best uh, route on it. Christian McCaffrey, though, even behind that Panthers O-line, which is okay, uh, still fourth in the league right now in uh, yards and uh, attempts, 23 attempts for 96 yards, and he has two touchdowns. Um, and then Bridgewater, I mean, so far 64.7% completion percentage for 270 uh, and a touchdown. I mean, the Raiders' defense isn't bad, so we'll see what happens against Tampa. For sure, yeah, I like the Tampa defense. But real quick, Mike Evans, though, man, said he was hurt, doubtful, then he didn't play. He was out there for 92.9% of the snaps on a touchdown. Old boy can play Texas A&M. Thanks and gig him. Billy, talking about another A&M alum, I guess, who's no longer on. Well, he's on the team, but he's not going to play. Denver versus Pittsburgh. These two defenses are phenomenal, right? Over-under for this is 43 points. Who do you have locked in in this game? 
I like Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, Denver on the road. Uh, you know, Denver's good. They're up and coming. But Pittsburgh actually looked apart. Uh, a little bit of concern with Denver's offense. I mean, Fant last week went off the first half. No targets in the second half. It's really concerning. Uh, Gordon looked good in the fourth quarter after the Philip Lindsay uh, left the game. Had eight rushes, 50 yards, and a touch in the fourth quarter. Uh, thanks for the, the help in the belly up bowl. Got my win thanks to that uh, last drive kind of going on there. But uh, Locke looked like he needed Sutton. I mean, uh, he needed a guy to lean on. And and down the end of that game, not having Von Miller and not having their number one receiver, I think, really affected him. So uh, they're going up a, up against a lot worse matchup this week with Pittsburgh. I mean, we saw what they did last week to Saquon. I mean, no, nothing, nothing out of Saquon. So I don't think uh, Gordon's a guy you want to have in your lineup. And I think Locke's going to struggle, especially if there's no Sutton and Fances and the guy he has to go to. Uh, Big Ben looks great. I mean, he's out there slinging it. You can tell the communication with Juju's there. Uh, I, I really like uh, some of the plays they had. He was, you know, kind of letting the ball go early, knowing where guys were going to be. So that, that's that's encouraging. Um, running back situations concerning. Benny Snell had a nice day, but is that something that they can sustain? I'm not sure. Juju looked apart, and then I'm interested to see the Deontay Johnson and uh, uh, James Washington uh, duo as this progresses. Wash uh, Deontay got all the targets last week. And then Ebron was said to be this big red zone target. Didn't show up, so I'm curious how that's going to go. But uh, Pittsburgh in this one, I think it's probably going to be a pretty good whipping. But uh, Denver looking for some uh, garbage time points. Yeah, Tom, what's your take on this game? The over-under is really – I mean, 43 points, that's pretty low. So, obviously, going to be a pretty big defensive battle. Who do you uh, see that's going to do well for you in your fantasy lineups in this game? I mean, I'll tell you what. I don't know that it's going to be necessarily a defensive battle. I think that's kind of a weird way to put it is – not that Denver's uh, defense looked bad, but obviously you're missing Von Miller, so we'll have to see what happens. Um, I do think Drew Locke is poised for a big season. Uh, I mean, obviously uh, Philip Lindsay with turf toe last week, so we'll see if he's even available. Uh, if not, I mean, you still have Melvin Gordon. This is one of the stronger one-two punches in the league as far as running back goes. Um, maybe not the best, but they're up there. Um, beyond that, I think that having Sutton out there would make a big difference. I think that having uh, – a guy that's been out there in the league for a couple of years uh, or even you know two years now makes a big difference with having rookies like Judy and KJ Hamler. So uh, if Sutton goes, I think that Judy and Hamler have much bigger games. Um, yeah. I mean, whenever you're missing a six, five SMU stud out there, I mean, it's going to be pretty slim pickings, right? Exactly. But the good thing for, I guess the Glock, right. And Drew Locke was Jerry Judy, man out there for 74.6% of snaps. A 25% target share. Yeah, he only caught four balls, but he was targeted eight times by Drew Locke and had 56 yards on, on the day. So his touchdowns will come, and I suspect when Cortland Sutton gets back, Jerry Judy just becomes phenomenal, man. And he's already one of the best route runners in the league. Yeah. Who uh, was it? Herb that last night? Oh, yeah. He has seen a lot of Jerry Judy, college game day. He's seen a lot of Judy, so I would go with that, man. Um before we get into this next game that I'm really excited for, just because I want to talk to Tom about it. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. We already did that live. Re- see what happens when we go live, guys. It's really bad. I'm sorry. So now we're just going to talk about L.A. and Philadelphia, right? The over-under for this is 48.5 points. L.A., 1-0. Philadelphia, 0-1 from the Washington football team, guys. Come on. Come on, 17 points ahead. We'll, we'll move past that. I was 27 minutes, 26 minutes right now. But 
Jared Goff, Cam Akers, the duo of Woods and Cup, throw in Van Jefferson, right, guys? The L.A. Rams, I believe, are going to be 2-0. and Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Um, also, moving on to the Philadelphia side, does Miles Sanders come back? Does Carson Wentz ascend with his two stud tight ends? I don't know. All I do know is Cam Akers is going to have a bigger share. And then my bold prediction for this game is I think that Cooper Cup bounces back. And he'll have a 100-yard game and a score as opposed to the Robert Woods game last week. Uh, Tom, what do you think about this in your Philadelphia Eagles? First of all, if you think Wentz was the the problem for the Eagles last week, uh, I mean, you don't watch football. You don't understand. So, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. made mistakes, but that O-line, I mean, you're already down four starters. Or excuse me, you're down three starting the game. You go down, uh, you know, another guy that's replacing somebody halfway through the game. Eight sacks is unacceptable. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. If Lane Johnson's in there at right tackle, it's going to be a much better week for us. Um, you know, I, I think that we'll see more cohesiveness uh, on defense from the Eagles. So uh, I don't necessarily think that the the Rams will run all over them. Um, like I said, offensively with Miles Sanders most likely back, that's going to be massive for the Eagles, you know, having a, an actual running back in there. Um, I expect him to have a big game, assuming he's in there. And then uh, at receiver, I mean, Rager looks good. It, I think that some coaching adjustments to kind of just tweak the way that they're playing, some of the routes they're running, but Rager looks good. I would absolutely play him as long as he's on the field. For sure. I mean, Rager had a big old timeshare, Ryan. What, what was your takeaway about this game coming up? Well, everything has to do with the Eagles line. If the line is good, I'm all over the Eagles. If the line is not healthy, I'll take L.A. I don't think L.A. is that good. I wasn't that impressed. Dallas just looked like crap. They yep. couldn't run the ball. Uh, I wasn't impressed with the tight ends. I mean, Woods was solid, but everybody else outside of that, I wasn't that impressed with. I want to see if Sanders plays. Uh, I think Wentz will be better once the line's back. It's just a problem right now. They have a major line problem. Yeah, Billy, I mean, you know some offensive lines, so that is a huge problem, right, for Carson Wentz. But, I mean, like Tom mentioned, eight sacks. Does Miles Sanders come back this week, or is it is Boston Scott still healthy, or is he not healthy right now? He's good. You know, either way, I'm not too excited about uh, what the Eagles show with the running game. They need Miles Sanders back and big, and just because they simply need somewhere for uh, for Wentz to dump the ball off when he's in trouble. We, everybody was running downfield. He was kind of back there by himself, nowhere to look even. So uh, Rieger looks great, but if Wentz had a little bit more time, Rieger would have had a very big afternoon. 
Uh, the Rams didn't do anything that make me think they're they're poised to really just come in there and, and take care of the Eagles. I think the Eagles have one real issue uh, with Aaron Donald that they will, will have to address, that they would address anyhow. So I feel like the Eagles will get it fixed. And I think this might be a bit of a track meet uh, with the passing game because I don't see the Eagles being able to be effective running the ball, and I don't think that the Rams will be either. So uh, a lot of passing, and uh, I think this could be a pretty fun one uh, given that the Eagles can fix a little bit of their leaky O-line. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, I love it all. Um, Tom, before you go into your game of the week or your headlining game, let's talk about some trophies, right? We all want to get a trophy at the end of the year. No matter how many leagues we're in, we want to get that one huge trophy. Guys, take your league, elevate your game, Go to Trophy Smack. Commemorate your league winner in the best possible way. At Trophy Smack creates trophies, belts, rings with free engraving and shipping. Now you can get a free ring with your purchase of a trophy or belt if you use the promo code BellyUp. Supplies are limited, guys. Go use this promo code BellyUp at TrophySmack.com and go get your league winner a new trophy. Tom, San Francisco, and the Jets. I don't even want to talk about the Jets because I understand Dan's pain now. I understand Steven's pain. I understand all these guys' pain from Adam Gase. Being behind the curtain right now, it's ridiculous. San Francisco and the Jets, 43.5 over under. What's your insight on this? I mean, here's the thing. I don't want Sam Darnold. I don't want a Jets receiver, especially with Denzel Mims out. Um, Le'Veon Bell's out. Maybe pick up Frank Gore if you're really weak at receiver. I was looking at picking him up on my uh, on my bench for a couple of leagues because Frank Gore is a monster even at 78 years old. But other than that, uh, Adam Gase is the worst. 49ers, on the other hand, I mean, we already talked about at receiver, they're looking pretty rough. Uh, George Kittle, questionable. Brandon Ayuk, questionable. Debo Samuel's out. J- Jalen Hurd's out. Tavon Austin's out. Um, I mean, we're down to some rough receivers. I don't have a lot of confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo without a lot of weapons out there. Um, and then at running back, they spread the ball too much for me to really have confidence in one guy getting enough touches to make it worthwhile for me to actually start. Um, so really any of their running backs, the best for me at least that I would put them at is maybe a flex. Um, I, I don't see any of them as RB1s or really even RB2s at this point. Yeah, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this game? I don't want anything to do with it. I, I really will have no exposure to this game. I might look at Crowder, but this is a tough defensive matchup. So, yeah, I really don't want to touch it. I'm not going to lie. Um, if Kittle is healthy, it's somebody I'm going to be looking at as far as DFS exposure. But to me, this is the wide receiver nightmare game. I don't want anything to do with any of these receivers. I don't like either one of these quarterbacks. And the running back situation sucks. I mean, I thought most of it was going to be the guy, and he had the most touches, but everybody was in there. I'm, I don't want anybody this week. Uh, if you're feeling lucky, roll the dice on one of the backs. Yeah, Billy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with Ryan. I want nothing to do with it. I'm maybe eyeballing Crowder because the Jets are going to have to go somewhere with the ball, but I'm still not confident that he's going to have a very big afternoon. The, the Jets might get blanked in this one, and just because that, that Niners defense is pretty damn good. And I just didn't see anything last week that makes you feel like the Jets are really going in the right direction. And now no Le'Veon, so I just don't see what they're going to be able to do. Leaning on Frank Gore against that defensive front is not going to get you very very far. 
Uh, no Kittle for the Niners. That means it's Jimmy G and a bunch of running backs. So I look for the Niners to settle in and probably just try to run it down the Jets' throat. So, uh, I mean, this would be a good week to take a stab at your Tevin Coleman's, your Jarek McKinnon's if you need them in flex spots uh, with guys that are injured that we just talked about. So uh, maybe you get lucky with one of them. But other- Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This game. So Rowers going to move forward to the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, an over-under of 41.5. They're both 0-1 right now. What are your thoughts on this game and who you have besides Mike Gusecki? But I want to hear what you have about Mike Gusecki as well because I have a lot of shares of this guy. Well, he's going to be fine. I am. This was my tight end, my two tight ends that I wanted to get an exposure to were Knox and Gusecki by a big margin in uh, all of my leagues. Those are my two highest percentage tight ends. So I had a disappointing week one, but I just think it got delayed. Um, the Dolphins looked so out of sync last week. I don't even want to. I'm just going to ignore the fact that that game happened and imagine that next week is like week one. As far as the Bills, um, John Brown is somebody I'm intrigued with now. He was featured more than I expected him to uh, be. I was really looking for more digs, and when Brown got more of those touches, I think that's kind of what hurt Knox too, although, God, Allen missed him wide open in the end zone. I mean, was that – have you seen a more open guy? He threw it right out of the stadium. So I am, I'm high on this game. I think it's going to be kind of high scoring, even though I like the Bills' defense because I think Miami is going to be better this week than they were last. Billy, what are your thoughts on it, brother? Josh Allen is going to have a monster day. We saw what Cam did running the ball, and Josh Allen looks like he's a lot more spry than Cam. So I really like that. Uh, John Brown looked good last week, but uh, Stephon Diggs still had eight catches for 86 yards. So – I think either one of those guys are going to be viable plays this season. I really like what's going on in Buffalo. I would like to see the uh, Singletary Moss thing get ironed out. I like both of those guys a little bit, but Moss looked like the better player. He was getting some red zone targets. I want to have Moss in some lineups just after some exposure. I think he could have a big day anytime. And the Dolphins, I mean, not a whole lot going on on offense, but uh, they're going to need Jordan Howard to get going if they're really going to have any consistency on offense. So I look for them to try to settle into the run, and they're going to have to against Buffalo, try to keep a low scoring. But ultimately, I think Josh Allen just goes off this week. Start of the week, have them in your lineups. That's fair. What do you got Patrick Mahomes on your team as well? Because my wife does. she got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Who are you starting? I don't think I can start Josh Allen over Patty Mahomes. This will be do it. <laughs> I'll let her. She's probably watching right now, so she's uh, already listening to that. She also has MT, so a little sad for that. But to go on your point, Billy, about the whole Zach Moss, Devin Singletary thing, I think Zach Moss ascends a little bit more. He was out there for 45% versus 49% for Singletary. But 
the opportunity share for Zach Moss was around 46%. So it's about 50 50 split back there for both of those guys. Ryan, your guy, Preston Williams for the Dolphins, though, out there for 91% of snaps. Dude is an animal. And he had 24% of the target share. And let's talk about the running back for the Dolphins that we didn't dismiss on. Miles Gaskin, right? Out there for 63% of the snaps, had 47% of the opportunity share, and looked okay. If they go with him, maybe he's the dude to pick up on the waivers, Billy. We'll have to talk to you about that here in a little bit. But, Billy, let's continue on with you, brother, with the 0-1 Minnesota Vikings and the 1-0 Indianapolis Colts. 46. Oh, did I skip Tom? I'm sorry. I'm offended. I didn't get to spew my cam slander. Go ahead. <laughs> you were just trying to skip that. You didn't want to hear about cam and how terrible he is. You know I love cam. Everyone knows I love cam. Cam is hot garbage. For the record, cam was 32nd in passing yards this week and zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, which is fine. What did he finish, I mean, though? In fantasy? Uh, what did he finish? QB6. Okay, great. Wait until week four when he's hurt. I'm telling you, it's gonna end. He can't you you cannot survive in this league as a running quarterback. Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton are both gonna show you that this year. I'll get into Lamar once I, once we get to the Ravens game. So don't play Cam, please. Um, I mean the Bills offense is pretty, pretty terrible. Um, I mean, to be honest, Miles Gaskin is the best option I think we have right now, though, on the the Dolphins. Um, I'm excited for what he has. Jordan Howard will like crap. If he gets going, he's going to be good, but I don't have confidence for week two in him. That's fair. Billy, Tom took my intro away. Kick it off. Minnesota Indy. I think my Colts are in trouble this week. Uh, I think Davin Cook and Adam Thielen are both going to have pretty good days. The, the Colts just cannot rely on Phillip Rivers throwing the ball 46 times, especially against the Jags defense that isn't really all that stout against the run. I mean, what are we doing? Unfortunately, the Marlon Mack injury we talked about before the show here, that's a big blow to the Colts' offense. I think he was kind of the veteran they were going to lean on while they kind of got Jonathan Taylor going. But Naeem Hines was the guy in the red zone that was getting the touches and your running back. So he's a waiver wire guy I'm targeting. And they need more out of Hilton. I mean, perceptions that are a stretch there. Uh, and I think this could be the, the Paris Campbell big breakout game. They're going to need him. Minnesota's defense, they're pretty good on the back end as well. But ultimately, I, I think the Big Dogs have big days. I don't see a whole lot astray from that. But uh, Minnesota rolls the Colts this week. I just don't like what I saw last week. Ryan, what's your insight on this? I think this could be high scoring. I do think Minnesota wins as well. Um, but I don't think we see the same offense next week out of Indy. I really, really like the two backs now. I love Taylor. I love Hines. Um, with Mac out of the equation, Hines becomes instantly very attractive for his pass-catching abilities. I want to see more from Jack Doyle this week, but I think Cook and Thielen and even Kirk are three guys that I'm going to have exposure to this week. For sure. Tom, what, you, what are you thinking about this whole situation in Minnesota Indy? I mean, I'll tell you what, Jonathan Taylor is looking really good right now without Marlon Mack in the backfield, so I'm uh, definitely excited for him. Um, as far as you know, the Vikings go, or excuse me, as far as um, Philip Rivers goes, less exciting. I mean, he was good for a lot of yards, but two interceptions, one touchdown, not great. The arm looked good to start the game, but throughout the game, it seemed like that noodle arm really started to come out. His his throws just didn't have the same. Dude, I, they didn't. They didn't. 
he went from throwing like a two pound medicine ball to throwing a 10 pound medicine ball. Like I, I witnessed the entire game. I was like, wow, yeah. Tom Bright, it's real. It's, it's real. So definitely not, not in on the, the rivers bandwagon. Yeah, no, I mean, compared to Kirk Cousins, 10.7 air yards, Rivers at 6.3. That's a bad. Of, a lot of drag routes. Yeah, oh, and Nehemiah Hines as well, you know. I mean, the dude is going to be on everyone's waiver wire. Ryan's completely right about that. I mean, Taylor and Hines are the two guys I want in this game, really. I'm fading everybody else pretty much. But Taylor, I think he's going to see a bigger uptick because he was only out there for 35% of the snaps. Hines was out there for 53 they both, though, had equal opportunity shares at 39.5. So, And Taylor actually saw the bigger percentage in passing it, 8 for 8 versus 6 for 6 with Hines. So I think Taylor is going to be a steal for a lot of people who had to go into drafts and just get Taylor. If um, the Vikings D play them, they'll probably get a lot of interceptions. That could be true. Okay. It could be true. We'll have to see what they do with this offensive line and how they're going to handle everything. But, you know, our guy Mike Brown, pretty much everyone who's head up at Belly Up loves the Detroit Lions. They're Lions fans, guys. So I'm going to give them a little bit of love right here. The Lions versus the Green Bay Packers, the over-under at 46 points. The Lions are 0-1. They visit Green Bay at Lambeau Field. And you got Stafford. You got Rodgers. You have, hopefully this week, Kenny G singing that sweet, sweet music. And then you have Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift on the Lions' side. What's up, Brian? I, I, I couldn't believe AD last week. Oh, Sorry. I, I got a screen pulled up, and I just saw your hand raised, and I was like, what's going on? Yeah, dude, I mean. AD, man. No. 14 carries for 93 yards, and, it, like, ridiculous. Dude, yeah. only on 23 or 24 snaps, too, so. 10 under Swift, but he just was ridiculous. Just outperformed everybody out there and just looked like a guy from Texas because we always give the juice to the Texas guys. Right, Tom? Of course we do. But one guy I want to talk about is Quintez Cephas, man. Zach Mack, former alum of Belly Up Fantasy Live, loved Quintez Cephas from college. The dude was out there for 62 snaps, targeted 10 times. Regardless if Kenny G comes back or not, this dude's going to be involved, and I think he has a bigger role. But my whole bold prediction for this game is going to be, along with Ryan's whole talking about AD, I believe Adrian Peterson and hashtag free Aaron Jones remind us why we love Smash Mouth football. And the guys combined are going to have over 200 yards and three scores. Um, It's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going under. Um, Billy, what do you think about these division rivals, man? Yeah, Adrian Peterson looked great last week. I think he could have a, another role similar to what he did. I mean, they're running him first down. They get in the red zone. They use the young guys. So uh, I like what the Lions look like getting Kenny G back. I think it's just going to add to it. See if this gives him a number two. And then I, I think that takes a little heat off of Hawkinson. And I think we start to see a little more consistency with him. As far as the Packers go, they just need to feed Aaron Jones. When they feed Aaron Jones, good things happen. Devontae Adams, MVS, Lazard, they all looked good. Uh, I, I think the Packers are going to be pretty tough this year, and Aaron Rodgers is slinging it. Uh, so I, I think I think the Packers win the game. I think this could be a pretty fun one to watch, and maybe Swift doesn't drop the game when it touchdown this time. Wow, yeah, I saw that, and my heart just dropped, man. Ryan, obviously you were watching it too. What did you think? 
Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the Packers, I would bet the over on this. The Packers are a chuckle. I love Aaron Rodgers. That, oh. What's not to love? He went off like a maniac last week. So did Adams. I expect more of the same. Aaron Jones is going to score more than once. I agree. Um, I do think that Detroit's going to score back. So I want some exposure, which is why I do think that I'm going to go over on this one, especially if Kenny G plays. But uh, Peterson shocked me. I'm curious to see what week two looks like. Is, are they going to involve Swift more? But for me, and what happened to Jay Sternberger? Like, it looked like Josh Seguara was the guy to look to look at this uh, week one. I mean, is that going to continue or is that just a little anomalous? I'm going to hold on to Jace for a little bit longer. I am too, Tom. Before you take over real quick, yeah, Ryan, I got the numbers on this. I mean, Jace was out there for 12 snaps. Uh, the Gruer, the Gruda, however you say it? Gruda. I don't know. The Gruda. 24 snaps, but for those 24 snaps, he only was, I mean, it, I guess it amounted correctly. He was targeted twice. Sternberger was targeted once. So, yeah, man, give the ball to Jace, right? Be free, Jace. Free Aaron Jones. Let's just go, right? Come on. Tom, what do you think, man? I mean, you guys nailed it. A-Raj is lighting it up so far this year. I mean, only one game, but I wouldn't anticipate that the Detroit defense is going to stop that. So, Aaron Rodgers is going to have another big game. Um, obviously, you know, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. You draft him to play him. Um, but MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, put up a strong reason to be a number two receiver for that team. Uh, so, I mean, hey, if he can keep up, you know, what was it, uh, 96 yards on four catches last week? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a strong wide receiver too. I, I'm I'm happy with, you know, playing him if I need a – a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, or flex. Happy to have him in there. Um, as far as Detroit, I mean, I think that Marvin Jones just had a bad game without Kenny Galladay. I think if Galladay's back, Jones is in for a much bigger game than he was last week. So, um, yeah, I'd keep an eye on him. And then that running back situation, like you said, with Swift and Peterson, and um, you also have Carryon Johnson in there. Uh, I mean, hey, AP is AP. He's a stud, but – I'm curious as to see if, uh, as we start moving through the year, do they start involving Swift more? Does carry on start getting some touches here and there? How does this backfield start working its way out as we, we get into the season? I'm hoping carry on just sits on the bench and they just split everything between Peterson and Swift, man. How sick is that? A rookie and then a, a veteran like that to learn from? That's, what's not to love about that, Tom? Marco, I know you're not going to like this, but Tom is going to headline your – Dallas Cowboys hosting the Atlanta Falcons, both 0-1 teams. One of the highest point-scoring game or over-unders of the week at 50.5. I want everything to do with this game, but y'all already know that. All the SEC players, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, everybody. I want them all. Tom, what's your insight on this game, man? I mean, Falcons, you're starting Julio. You're starting Matt Ryan. You're starting Calvin Ridley. That's not a question. Gurley, if he's healthy, you start him. He looks healthy so far, at least this year. So most of that offense is going to play. Um, and then even Hayden Hurst, the other one. It's That offense is going to come to play, and the Dallas defense doesn't look that impressive to me. Sorry, Marco. It just doesn't. They, nothing about it is is strong to me. Um, Cowboys, on the other hand, C.D. Lamb looked real good in week one. So, um, I mean, it didn't have – Huge numbers, six uh, catch or excuse me, six targets for five catches, fifty nine yards. Um, but Rams have a decent secondary, so uh, you know I, I wouldn't put it past him having a, a pretty solid game in Atlanta. 
Um, and then Dalton Schultz could be somebody that you can pick up on the waiver wire, a tight end for Dallas. Uh, obviously, Jarwin down with an ACL injury out for the season. So Schultz, uh, you know, going to start coming into his own here. If you're doing DFS, could be a good cheap option for you. Yeah, I I love all that. I mean, the one thing I can say about, though, Amari Cooper, man, 95% of the snaps last week, and he had Ramsey, the highest-paid DB in the league, draped on this guy, right? And he put up 10 of 14 for 81. That's pretty good. That's, I would think that's pretty elite being up against the elite cornerback. Uh but yeah, man, I mean, Gurley, 45% of the snaps, Julio, 82, Ridley, 86, the wide receiver, too, who is going to ascend this year, uh, and I'm owning him in all sorts of leagues. And then a guy that we all, if you were watching Belly Up Fantasy Live from the beginning, Tom, like me and you have been here, this is week 20, guys. We've been on for 20 weeks. Uh, thank you, everyone who's watching again, but we've been touting this guy, Russell Gage, since the beginning. He was out there for almost 70% of the snaps, 23.1% of the target share, and had the same catches as Calvin and Julio and put up 114 yards. The touchdowns will come for this kid, but he is amazing. Along with CeeDee Lamb at 82% of the snaps, 5'6'59". He's going to catch some touchdowns. Billy, what's your take on this game, man? At the 51 points, essentially over under, I'm assuming you want every part of this game, right? Yeah, exactly. I do. I want everyone I can get in this game. Uh, the one downfall last week for the Falcons was for Todd Gurley. The game script just didn't benefit him at all. I think that changes this week because I think this game stays a little bit tight. Um, Ridley looking like just a man out there. I mean, exactly what we thought he was going to be. Gage, I mean, the Falcons threw the ball the most times in the league last year, and they're they're making a point to try to do it again. I mean, that is their goal. They will throw all day long. They don't care. So I love the matchup. Dallas didn't do anything to make me think that uh, that that plays into their hands at all, and I like Gurley a lot in this one, especially with the injury to Van Der Esch. Um, I think with the Jarwin injury, that just gives Ceedee Lamb a bigger role in this game. I think he's going to man that slot and really take that that role over. I, I just don't see um, a backup tight end really filling in for them right there when you have Ceedee Lamb. They're, I think they just defer to him, stay in three wide, and and, and feed Zeke. And this is going to be a fun one, guys, and, and both of these teams need this W. Yeah, Ryan, I mean, obviously Zeke is the main focal point of the Dallas Cowboys offense, but, I mean, this is, should be a pretty high-scoring game. Both Dak and Matt Ryan are both over 7.2 air yards per attempt. So what do you, what do you, what's your insight on this game? Who you got? Who you taking? Well, I think Dallas is going to win. Uh, the reason is because I think they're a lot better team than what we saw last week. Um I do think that this Jarwin Real quick, Ryan, really, you gotta go for the points, right? Take the points. Take the three points, right? I I don't know, man. I mean, there's all that numbers and stuff saying do this, do that. Plus look at the Bills. They missed four freaking kicks. There's nothing the sure Titans, anymore in this league. The Titans miss Gostowski. I mean the the Titans. I said the Bills. Yeah. I meant the Titans. The whole league missed kicks. Yeah. That's what my wife was saying. She was like, Wow, it's a bad week to be a kicker. I mean uh, the big thing was no. Randy Bullock, A and M alum. I mean, come on, man, come on. <laughs> Rough. Rough. For me, I think I want exposure to both the quarterbacks. I want exposure to all six of the receivers. This is like the opposite of the wide receiver nightmare from earlier. Any one of these six guys can score. I also want to comment, and this is something that has been pissing me off for a long time. Ridley scored twice. Who has scored zero? What is going on? Again and again, 
every year. I don't want anything to do with Julio at his ADP when he does this and Ridley scores twice. I don't it's like it. Breaks, right? This is, this is going to happen. Devontae like like yeah, every week. In week one, it's okay. It's, it's going to happen every week. <laughs> happens every week. Is it is Major Julio going to start catching touchdowns? Because Ridley's going to keep catching touchdowns. I mean, I, I got some shirts of Julio. Please, Matt. Please, Matt Ryan. Send Julio some TV. This, this has to be here. It has to be now. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, Jesus, right? Ryan, keep us going, man, with your with your personality, with everything you have, because me and you and Billy were text messaging last night during this game because you have influenced me so much this fantasy football season where I'm putting a lot of stock in Danny Dimes and a lot of stock in Darius Slayton. And last night in the Fantasy in Frames IDP Tournament, I scored the most points for Belly Up Fantasy Live, guys. For Belly Up Fantasy, we're going to take this championship home. We're talking IDP. We're talking Super Flex League. And Darius Slayton, Danny Dimes is going to take me home. Right, Ryan? You know it, man. Look, they don't have to play Pittsburgh every week. I know Chicago has a really good defense, well above average at the least. But what we saw from Pittsburgh with that line starting to gel, that was disgusting. I felt bad for Saquon. There's no way Saquon's doing that again. And I think they're going to – Garrett's going to try to make it an issue that they get the ball on the ground better. Uh, but Slayton is an instant start for me every week. I, I saw what I needed to see. He's continuing exactly where he left off last year. I'm also high on Shepard. I thought Shepard looked better than I've seen in a while. Uh, but for me, I, I – honestly, who in the Chicago offense is going to be that guy that's going to win you the, the uh, DFS this year? Because Trubisky is a guy that I may really consider playing, although I'm going to be honest. The New York Giants defense is better than I thought it was going to be. So honestly, actually thinking more about it, I don't think I'm going to target Chicago too much because the Giants defense, I mean, they got put into some messed up situations with with that late uh, turnover in the red zone, but they were doing pretty good against Pittsburgh for the first half. And I think that they're going to be better than people think this year. I really do. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I mean, Saquon's a stud. Like you said, he's not going to let a bad game happen twice. I mean, Steelers defense is just disgusting. They absolutely obliterated that offensive line of the uh, of the Giants. So Saquon's a start, no question. Daniel Jones, uh, I'm not sold yet. Sixty three percent completion, two hundred seventy nine yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Albeit against again a good Steelers defense, but I, I'm just still not sold on the guy. He could be good, but I, I need more time to to kind of vet that out. 
But what I can say is Trubisky, I not good. Not good. His accuracy is still bad. 55.6% completion percentage. Yeah, great. He had a game-winning drive and 242 yards with three touchdowns. Great. This guy also had three touchdowns last week. We know who that is. And that is 95% completion percentage. I'm taking that over Trubisky every day. So uh, the Bears offense to me, other than Allen Robinson um, and maybe uh, maybe Anthony Miller, I would start you know start those two. But other than that, I'm I'm steering clear of the Bears offense. Yeah, it's pretty scary over there in Chicago with your number one guy wanting to leave him in. I asked Joshua Cho, Cho in our chat about he's a big big Bears fan about Monty man. The groin injury, he he beat the timetable, obviously, but for 13 for 64, there were a couple plays where he flashed some greatness, but I just wasn't seeing it, man. I've never been a big Monty guy, but at the value that he was producing uh, in drafts, I had to take him a couple times. Uh, and then you had Jimmy Graham, who looked good, right, Billy? Um, what, what are your thoughts on this game, man? Because the over-under on this one is 43 points, so pretty low. I think they, I think it could go over. I mean, two young quarterbacks, they could get in a little bit of a shootout. Uh, there could be some points in this game without it really getting too crazy. Uh, as far as Daniel Jones goes, I'm really impressed, actually, with what I saw against Pittsburgh. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, and it could have been a lot worse. He didn't make any real bad mistakes. I like some of his decision-making as he's backpedaling with pressure in his face. He made some decent throws. And Darius Slayton, not a guy I was very high on, but that, that guy is a true bona fide number one wide receiver. Sterling Shepard as a two is is a really nice situation, and um, Saquon's not going to get held to six yards probably uh, ever again and might lead the league in rushing after how pissed he's going to be after he watches some of that film. So I like the Giants in this game to jump on the Bears. I'm not the hip on the Bears. Anthony Miller is going to be featured in my stardom article uh, this week coming out. I really like this matchup. He, he played well last week and had a missed opportunity, even though the, the shares were down. But I, I expect that to go up as far as the snaps go. Um, other than that, the Bears don't have a whole lot to offer. Is David Montgomery going to be healthy? Are they going to have any running game? I guess for me, it's, uh, you know, A-Rob, you're starting because of where you drafted him. I'll take some Anthony Miller this week. Otherwise, I like a lot of the Giants, and I think the Giants will probably win this game. Uh, but I think there's some points scored, so I'll take the over and I'll take the Giants as well, and, and I'm pretty confident in that bet. Yeah, to tout Ryan Hicks of Belly Up Fantasy, Slayton, bona fide wide receiver one, like Billy was saying, and Ryan has been touting for a while. 85% of the snaps he was out there for, he commanded twenty a high 23.1% target share at the 6'9 and two one oh two for two. I mean, Stud in what in what round, Ryan? I mean, yeah, I mean, people are what 13th, 14th round when we were drafting, right? Yeah, Ridiculous. I got a lot of them because of that. A lot of right. them, right? Billy, let's move on though to Tom and Marco's Washington football team leading their division at one and oh versus the killer Kyler's one and oh in Arizona. The four, the, the over under is 45.5 for this game. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about this, so I'll be quiet so I can get to my turn. But, Billy, kick us off with this. This could be a pretty fun game, too. Uh, I'm actually really impressed with the Cardinals last week. Um, they, they really took that defensive line to use it to their advantage, but still needing something out of the wide receiver group other than New Hopkins. I mean, you can't go to him 30 times a game, or can you? I guess uh, we're going to see how it goes. 
Um, I don't expect Kyler Murray to be under as much pressure as he was last week. Uh, so this defensive line, uh, or as much, I guess, the Washington D-line got a lot of pressure on, on Wentz. So I feel like Kyler, his mobility is going to really help them out. Wentz really wasn't getting out of the pocket, and I think Arizona will design some of that in. Kenny Drake could have a pretty big day, and I think Chase Edmonds might get a little bit more involved too as they run some stuff to kind of keep all those uh, Redskins first-round picks off Kyler as the game goes on. Uh, as far as the Redskins go, I, I really feel like last week was kind of a you know do-it-for-coach kind of situation. They're not a whole lot better team than, than we saw. I mean, they played pretty poorly in the first half, even though the Eagles weren't playing all that great. Uh, concerned with their running back situation, as always, and who, who else is going to catch passes besides Scary Terry? Because if he's all you got and he's all you can go to, uh, you know, even he's not going to be that effective. So uh, kind of a, a bad look for the Redskins coming out, even though they got the win, emotional thing. I like the storyline, but I think the Cardinals are much improved. I think they're a lot better than we think, and as the season goes on, uh, they could be fighting the Seahawks for that division. I really like what I saw of the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, Kyler looked pretty slippery out there. My father-in-law texted me and said, they got grease on that kid or what? Uh, Ryan, what's your insight on this game between the Washington football team and the Cardinals? Well, I'm also curious about who becomes the wide receiver, too, uh, for uh, Arizona, because Ooh, I might have underrated Hopkins. If he's going to feed him like that, he's got wide receiver one written all over him, especially with Thomas coming down. But uh, I'm really curious also, is Peyton Barber the guy there, or is Gibson just so young they're easing him in? Because I was curious. I, I had a lot of Gibson last week, and he cost me at least three leagues. So I am going to be very gentle approaching this week as far as what I'm going to do with Gibson. Also, Logan Thomas, if you have tight end issues, address them now with that guy because we could see it coming in, and he's going to get targets, especially in the red zone. He's just huge. Yeah. Tom, what do you – I mean, obviously you have something to say about this game, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The the Redskins secondary I don't think is as good as it looked last week. If you're able to get pressure on a quarterback, it's going to make a big difference for him. You're going to be able to get the quarterback to make some bad decisions and and put a ball up there they shouldn't. So – um, you know, good D-line, but I, like you guys said, I don't know that they can get to Kyler. I think that Cliff Kingsbury is smart enough to roll him out, use the mobility to move around and get DeAndre Hopkins the ball. So Kyler and DeAndre, obviously, you're going to play, uh, you know, big names there. You're They're going to start. Um, beyond that, I mean, Dwayne Haskins doesn't really impress me. And Ryan, like you said, the running back situation is just not pretty in Washington. Um, I'm really, it's questionable. I, I I feel like it could go week to week here, whether it's Peyton Barber or Antonio Gibson. It, it, I don't know that there's really a great way to forecast who it's going to be. Um, and then Terry McLaurin, obviously the number one guy there, but there isn't really a lot behind him. But like we said, if you have tight end issues, I don't even know if I had him on my rankings, but oh my God, Logan Thomas is going to get touches in that offense. That's that's the only guy you got aside from whoever's playing at running back for the week and Terry McLaurin. Yeah, just to touch on what a bunch, what a lot of y'all said, but first with you, Tom, Cliff Kingsbury being extremely smart between Nuke and Kyler getting that ball out of his hand. I mean, last week Kyler's air yards were four point eight yards. That's one that's league low. He was getting that thing out quickly, right? To Nuke at ninety three point nine percent of the snaps. Um and four, 16 targets, a lot of people were doubting Nuke, uh, even some of our own. 
me and Billy never doubted Nuke Hopkins at all, baby. I mean, he had some trash throwing him the ball, but now he's got Killer Kyler. That's it, baby. He's going to thrive in this offense. I think that Arizona is going to win this game and put Washington to one and one, and they're just going to thrive the entire season, right? Speaking about thriving, though, let's talk about Thrive Fantasy, guys. Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use the promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So go download the Thrive Fantasy app today and use the promo code BELLYUP, guys. Now, moving on to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus pie in my face, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm taking it all in stride from everybody on Twitter, everybody in the 60 different leagues that I'm in that I've been touting Ty God all season. Well, you know what? I'm still going to tout him. He's still my guy. I'm not going to give up on him just because of a poor week one. Shake the rust off. I get it. Whatever. But the 1-0 Chiefs versus the 1-0 Cleveland Chargers. The over-under is 50.5, guys. That's high, right? Someone's got to score for the Chargers. The floor is going to be there, and I'm going to go with the same narrative of Tyrod. So I'm not going to even talk about the Chargers except for give Austin Eckler the ball. Throw him the ball. Come on, man. Five yards, two yards, negative two yards. Just throw him the ball. Feed him the ball. That's it. Now, to the Chiefs. We know about Patrick. We know about Clyde. We know about Darrell. We know about Tyreek. We know about Travis Kelsey. Let's talk about Watkins, Robinson, and Hardman. Three of these guys, I mean, these three guys are lightning. They're great. They were out there. Watkins, the Lizard King, 55 snaps. Robinson, 33 snaps. And Hardman, a measly 20 snaps. A guy that we thought was going to take over the Tyreek role. Ryan, like, come on, A.J. Brown, McCole Hardman, what's going on week one? You're not giving these guys the ball that were phenomenal last year. What's your take on this, Ryan? I don't like it, but I do think that McCole Hardman is still the guy I want. I'm selling high on the Sammy Watkins. It's not going to continue. I want a little more Hardman. Uh, he's going to be cheap. But this game is not going to be close at all. And I, for that reason, I'm going to avoid it a little bit. If they can figure out how to feed Eckler like they're supposed to, it'll be good. But CEH is going to be way overplayed this week because I did not like what I saw when it came to goal line short yardage stuff. Now, I know I had him in my uh, sell high, sell him higher now. He's getting traded for guys that are way, way too high. It's not that I don't like him. It's that he is so overpriced right now that I'm I'm selling everything I have. Uh, he's I mean, good. Like people are buying him at his ceiling, right? Yes, exactly. He is a good back. I think he's going to have a good year, but he's not going to be top five. Not even close, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take some Kelsey and some Hill and some Mahomes, but this is going to get ugly real fast. Casey has a better defense than Cincy uh, does. For sure. And, Billy, right before you give us your prediction on this or your insight on this game, I forgot my bold prediction for this game. Ty God saves me and puts up top ten quarterback numbers this week. What do you think, Billy? Am I going to get saved this week? I don't know. Damn it, Tom. <laughs> I'm not sure Tyrod's going to be top 10. I do think he could have a little bit better day against the Kansas City. I think a lot of what we saw last week were just week one woes and, and maybe Mike Williams not being uh, all the way healthy yet, even though Tyrod did seem to go to him quite a bit. So 
I did kind of like the look of that. I think uh, spreading the ball around a little bit more is a better look other than the dump off to Eckler, you know, 12 times a game. They do need to get Eckler going in the passing game because, you know, they, they needed it the other day. But I think the Chiefs' role here, I think CEH is the guy. I told you guys a couple weeks ago on the round table uh, why you need CEH. That guy, the usage of him is just going to be amazing. The situation Andy Reid puts his running backs in just produces, and I don't see why the Chargers change that. Um, I think there's some points in this game. I'll take the over on the 50-and-a-half, but uh, I think the Chiefs roll again. They made it look pretty effortless against Houston, and I think Houston's a lot better team than than uh, they looked like on Thursday Night Football against Kansas City. Yeah, I don't disagree with that because I'm a Houston Texans fan, so obviously I'm going to agree with that. But, Tom, uh, you know, like kind of to Ryan's point, CEH and Austin Eckler both saw a heavy, heavy-ish workload last week with over – 16 carries each. Uh, they didn't get the ball thrown to them very often. That should come, right? And both of their fancy stocks should rise. But to Ryan's point, I guess in this situation, Eckler over CEH just because where people are valuing them at, right? Yeah, I mean, I would take Eckler all day. I mean, think about it this way. Tyrod Taylor is going to finish 25th or lower this week in quarterback rankings. Sorry, Chris. For it's all there listening to this on Spotify and everything like that. I'm the biggest scowl on my face right now. For yeah. everyone who's watching. Yeah. So the, the point, yeah, the point being, you know, Justin Herbert's gonna be in at some point here. So looking forward into this into this year, uh, I mean Eckler's gonna get the ball. Herbert being a rookie quarterback, you'll see him dump it down every once in a while to a rookie. I can see that happening. Um, on the other side, CEH, if you can get a good offer for him, I would be very open to trading him if you have him on your team because of the value you can get simply off of the hype. So I think that that might be a little out there for some people. But, I mean, hey, people are seeing him as a top five, top ten player right now, and I don't think that he's going to finish as that. So get the right offer. I would absolutely move him. Um, like I said, Tyrod, not going to do it 25th or lower this week. Um, and Kansas City's receivers, I mean, hey, I love McCole Hardman. He should be so much better than he is, especially when it comes to you know real life, let alone fantasy. But I just haven't seen enough to start him in fantasy right now. He's not getting that target share, and I think it might just be a tribute to the number of people that they have in Kansas City to give the ball to. So I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, you know, longer uh, to see if he's uh, going to get the ball or not. Yeah, I mean – Everyone in Andy Reid's offense can score with Patrick Mahomes. Half a billion dollar man. I mean, Jesus, right? He's going to make everyone look extremely good. Uh, Tom, geez, let's continue with you, though. And this is a game that I really wanted to just headline, but I've got a lot of stats on, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it up with these guys. And I've got a bold prediction for this game as well, the only other bold prediction I have for the rest of the day. But the Baltimore Ravens, who have the quote-unquote easiest schedule this year, 1-0, Versus my Houston Texans, 0-1, 53 points over under. Jesus, guys. I mean, you we should want everything and everyone in this game, right? Uh, what do you? What's your insight, Tom? Because it's got to be all, all fire, right? I mean, you know I'm not big on Lamar Jackson. Come on. You had to give me him. I did. You and I, that's how the, the roundtable works, guys. You don't. You did. You did. You. 
Uh, well, let's put it this way. I was right on Brandon Cooks. He's already questionable thanks to a quad injury. We talked about he was going to miss time. He might play this week, but he won't play a full season. Um, but uh, Deshaun Watson didn't really impress me as much as I thought he would against the Chiefs defense last week. I didn't think he looked that great. I don't know if he just was a little rusty going, going into this season or what it was, but from what I saw, he made some questionable plays. Um, I think that you know Will Fuller – could have a big year. Again, those eight games a season that he's in there. Um, on, on Baltimore, Mark Ingram didn't look great. Um, off the top of my head, I don't have his stats from last week, but I know it was They're not about, good. I believe it was about one and a half to two you know, fantasy points last week. It was terrible. Terrible. Um, not Mark Ingram-esque. Exactly. So J.K. Dobbins could be the look here uh, a lot earlier than I think a lot of people assumed it would be. So I, I look for J.K. Fantasy when Chris called him the 1.01. Definitely not that. That's worse than CEH. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, though, definitely somebody I'd look to have. Rookie drops. <laughs> there you go. Somebody I'd look to have on my team, though. Mark Andrews, huge week. Um, I do do like Mark Andrews a lot, though. Um, so I'd continue to to try and get him if he's not already on your team. Yeah, we saw a crazy trade in our chat for Mark Andrews or getting rid of Mark Andrews for I don't even know what, but it was crazy. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, though, guys, last week with the big workload split and him on the depth chart as wide or sorry, running back number four, saw 39% of the snaps and 31% of the opportunity, guys. Two touchdowns. The one thing that I wanted to talk about about J.K., because I'm going to tout him all year, was one. Did y'all watch the game where he had the downfield block for Lamar? And he was pushing the DB and just straight up blocked this dude for Lamar Jackson. Right after that, he comes in the game and starts running the rock and scores a touchdown and uses that huge left tackle as a shield for him. The dude's got vision. The dude's got speed. We've seen it in LaGrange, Texas. We've seen it at the Ohio State University in the Big Ten. The dude is special. Just a special, special athlete. And the one bold prediction I have that's not one of my teams, J.K. ascends this week. And I'm going to say he becomes a starter in the second half for week three. Billy, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, unfortunately, Mark Ingram was the biggest blemish on my – suggested starts last week. I really like the matchup, but getting sniped for two touchdowns by J.K. kind of shows you what the Ravens are wanting to do, and that's moved to J.K. sooner than later. And the more work he gets, the more I like him. I mean, he fits the offense. They run the ball a ton. Uh, I just feel like he's going to be pretty productive. I like the wide receivers, Hollywood Brown, and, of course, the tight end game in uh, this one against Houston. Uh, over 53, I think there's going to be a lot of points. Baltimore's defense is really good, but Houston's had 10 days to prepare. They're going to be ready. They have a tough schedule uh, coming off playing Kansas City, now getting Baltimore. They can't go 0-2 uh, because they're going to fight uh, just in their division with the Titans. is going to be a struggle if they let that happen. So like what I saw out of, out of Fuller, Cook's already banged up. That's really concerning for me. Uh, he just never seems to really get back once the injuries do happen. And he just didn't really look like he fit, even though he wasn't healthy last week. So, uh, And the Ravens are breaking in guys like uh, Devin DuVernay, Looked pretty good last year, I, or last week, I'm sorry. I, I feel like his usage is going to get a little bit more and more. 
and he's just another super fast guy that that you just don't have that many guys that can cover those dudes. So this is going to be a really fun game. I'm starting all my dogs in here. Uh, I really like Will Fuller again, and and uh, I look for someone to break out, someone to have a big game that we're not expecting. Real quick before you get to Ryan on this, Billy, I don't know if you know this, but we don't talk about T-Sips on this show. Just moving on, right, Ryan? That's what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. I may talk about Duvernay, though. Don't do it, but he's good. He's good. He's fast. He's good. Yeah, for me, I actually was a little bit impressed with Watson. I felt like Kansas City put good pressure on him, and he did what he could with what he had. Uh, I am really, really high on Akins. Again, if you have tight end issues, this is a guy like Logan Thomas. It looks like he's going to win that job. And uh, the tight end at Houston is somebody I really wanted to target. I just didn't know which one it was. I had guessed it was going to be Holly Waring, but it looks like Akins is more explosive with the ball in his hands. I'm excited about David Johnson. I'm not sure that Baltimore's defense is elite like a lot of people think it is. Uh, I know they just blanked Cleveland, but, I mean, a score could probably blank Cleveland. So we, I just think this is going to be really high scoring. I think I would go the over, and I think I would want to get exposure to uh, Andrews, obviously, Dobbins, obviously. I think Lamar Jackson might have another big game, but I'm on the Tom train here. I don't. He might be another guy I would sell just because he just looks so good in the passing game against what I think is a not good team. So when they start playing better teams, especially the Steelers, we'll see how that looks. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I really don't have much to add to this because I'm just so drained right now because one Le'Veon Bell just hit me in the gut, right? And then obviously my Houston, Texas, I've had to deal with that since Thursday. And Speaking of that, I told Marco I would let everyone know on the podcast and on the show why I was so drained. Well, me and my brother Marco Ayala had a bet. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And I'm a, I'm a loyal guy. Aggies, Texans, whoever it is, if you're going to take a bet with me, or if you want to bet me, I'm going to bet my home team. And so I did. I took the Texans over the Chiefs. Didn't take the points, nothing like that. I said the Texans are going to win, guys. And that's why if y'all are friends with me, if y'all have seen my Facebook, I've got a weird little Hispanic fella and nothing but cowboy stuff on a couch as my cover picture. That's Marco Ayala, my fraternity brother, my best friend, my groomsman. One of the best guys I know. An even better man, husband, father, and coach. Dude is an anomaly, if you would, from the Valley. I love him to death, and I took that bet. And that's why Marco is my cover picture on Facebook. So, 
Moving forward, Ryan, let's talk about Cam Newton and Bill Belichick in New England versus Danger Russ at Seattle with Pete Carroll in the 12th man. The over-under on this is 44 points. Pretty stout mid-grade, and they're both 1-0. Both teams are gunning to win. They're both looking for playoff aspirations. This should be a pretty fun game to watch, right? I think it's not going to be that close either. Seattle is not Miami. Seattle is a for real Super Bowl contender. I know that the Falcons just went crazy passing-wise on them, but that game was pretty much in hand when that started happening. I never felt like the Falcons had a real chance, honestly. Wilson was dominant. Uh, Carson, dominant. I don't know why not everybody was on Carson. Carson was an animal. Metcalf scored. I'm pretty high on Olsen, too, with some uh, tight end weaknesses. Olsen is another guy I'm looking at. Tight end is so deep this year. As far as New England, I do expect Cam to probably get one rushing touchdown, but he's going to get punished. Uh, They're going to have to beat him another way. Uh, I don't think they can. I I really don't. Give me a lot of Seattle and then maybe a James White appearance, even though I wasn't that impressed last week, just because I think they're going to have to throw the ball because Wilson is dropping dimes. I don't care what defense it is. He looked amazing last week. Yeah, I mean, he really did. Tom, what do you think? I mean, you're not a big Cam fan, obviously, but what do you think is going to happen? Are, are, are you in more agreeance or are you in more in line with Ryan than possibly me? KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner, Bruce Irvin. Those are stout linebackers, sir. Going to demolish Cam Newton. Demolish. I wouldn't be shocked if week three we're seeing Jared Stidham. I'm just saying. I mean, it's not going to be pretty for New England. Cam has to throw the ball, and he did not do it. He did okay last week. There's nothing special about Cam Newton throwing the ball when he has to throw it. If he can run, great but he won't be able to against this D. So New England, I am staying far, far away from them. Seattle, on the other hand, I'm all in. New England's Half of New England's defense opted out. I am all in on Russell Wilson. I'm all in on Chris Carson. I'm all in on Tyler Lockett. I'm all in on DK Metcalf. And like Ryan said, even Greg Olson, if you don't have a tight end for some reason, I mean, this is like we've said it a million times, this is probably the deepest tight end class we've had in a long time. But if you don't have one for some reason, Greg Olson, another option that you could play, and he's probably going to get touches this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Greg Olson, man, he surprised me over Will Disley this week. I thought Big Montana was just going to come in and just be a stud, right? Um, I'm not sure. Billy, what are your thoughts? I think the Patriots are in trouble. I mean, Cam running the ball 50 times, and they really had no other offense. I mean, what are they going to do? Cam's not going to last that long running that many times, and who's he going to throw it to? I mean, uh, they, they just – they rolled the Dolphins, but come on, it's the Dolphins. In Seattle, they look poised. The defense is back. Jamal Adams is out there doing everything that the Legion of Boom used to do to people and then some. So, I mean, he is just versatile – leaves them in the right packages. And I could see them just saying, okay, Jamal, you you shadow Cam, and Cam's going to have a long Mm. afternoon. I want no Patriots here. Play all your Seahawks. The one concern with Carson is he had two receiving touchdowns. He had three in his entire career coming into the day. So, uh, I mean, they got to get him going in the run game. But I don't feel like that will be an issue against the Patriots. 
Um, I think Metcalf and Lockett both have big days again, and and the tight end game for the uh, Seahawks could be Disley. I mean, it could, it could be Greg Olson. I mean, all great players, and they've got a couple other guys depth wise too. So you know, the Seahawks are sneaky when they get in the red zone, running two tight end sets, especially if we're worried about Carson. Uh, I think the narrative flips this week. Brady gets the Bucks back on track, and but we're talking about Belichick being the one that's going to struggle down the stretch. Uh, as opposed to what the week one narrative was. This is going to be ugly in favor of Seattle, out in Seattle especially too. Long trip out west. Yeah, I mean, this game should be pretty fun. I don't know how it's going to play out just because it's going to be so crazy. Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, those are both extremely good coaches. But I will tout one guy on this team that we didn't talk about. is Travis Homer, uh, a fan of ours and also – high-scoring guy in the Belly Up Fantasy League, Scott Davis. He told me about Travis Homer, I think, like seven or eight months ago. This guy was out there for 21% of the snaps. He had 20% of the opportunity share. And not only did he have three carries, but he also had 5.7 one of the targets. So he's getting involved in this offense, and you got to like him when he did at the U. Uh, the U, a pretty good school, and that's why Scott knows who he is. So, got to cheer on the U players, right? Now, moving on to a guy that was my ride or die two years ago, or I guess a year ago. I've been a narrative guy on this for a while. He was my, I think, running back six when I first started at Belly Up. And then I talked to my buddy, Scott Davis, and he pushed and pushed and pushed. We're on Fantasy Nation now, right, guys? we got our rankings going out live nationwide. And I've got this guy as my running back number four. He might move up here pretty soon just because I don't like Jason Garrett. Right, Ryan? So, you know I don't like Jason Garrett. So, he might be my running back three by the end of the week on Fantasy Nation. Josh Jacobs winning everybody leagues, winning everybody DFS stuff, cash in your pocket. I'm talking about Josh Jacobs, former Alabama alum, SEC the greatest narrative you could ever have, and the greatest coach that could want him. And we're looking at the New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas Raiders, both 1-0, finishing up week two, Billy, at a 50.5 over under. This should be a lights-out game. Now, we're not going to have Michael Thomas, but we really didn't have him last week either. What do you think? And please elaborate on Josh Jacobs. Well, actually, I'm kind of going to go against the grain on this one. I like the under. No Michael Thomas uh, kind of concerns me with the Saints. At least having him out there dictates what the defense has to do. Without him, who are we scared of? Kamara, which keeps everything nice and tight and kind of leads to the under as well. Josh Jacobs, he looked amazing last week. I wanted to text you and be like, man, you called it. That guy is every sense of the word. He's getting All the reports of him getting targets were there. I loved it. And, I, and I, he's going to be the focal point. Uh, one concern with the Raiders is who's going to catch passes. Waller didn't have a very big day. Ruggs had a decent day, but, you know, he left the game a little bit banged up too. So how's he doing is a big question for me. But I'm actually going to take the Raiders to win this game. Unpopular opinion. Uh, I just like their ability to control the clock with Josh Jacobs and, and the Saints. I don't know. The Bucks defense is really poor. Brady in a new system with a bunch of new guys. Uh, you know, I wasn't that impressed with week one. Uh, they should have won that game just with the continuity in their locker room versus the change in the buck. So I'm going to take the Raiders on this. I think this is going to be a little bit different game script than most people expect. Yeah, Tom, what do you think, man? I was looking at these numbers, and it was kind of eye-opening. From the Lat Murray 
numbers that I was getting. And also the Manny Sanders numbers. What's your insight on this? And what do you think about this game, Tom? I mean, hey, without Michael Thomas, I wouldn't put it past the Saints losing this week. I mean, Drew Brees is incredible. He is one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks in the last 10 to 15 years here. Um, so it, can he lead this team to victory? It's very possible. But, you know, looking at the stats from last week, I, I am questioning it. Alvin Kamara, not a great game. Only 16 rushing yards. Did have 51 receiving yards. But that's not that great for Alvin Kamara, who just got this big extension. Um, I mean, Latavius Murray had 48 rushing yards. Still, again, not great. So running the ball, not a strong suit for them, it looks like, uh, at least at, you know against the, uh, the Buccaneers. Um, Passing-wise, again, Jared Cook was your top target with 80 yards. Not fantastic. So um, yeah, you lose Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be probably the big target aside from uh, you know Kamara to stop. Raiders, on the other hand, Henry Ruggs, three catches for 55 yards. Not a bad uh, first game for the rookie. And Josh Jacobs, 93 rushing yards and four catches for 46 receiving yards. I mean, hey, we talked about he got better at catching the ball this year. You know, it's kind of been a focus for him to expand that role. Looks like he might be able to do it. And Derek Carr, not a bad quarterback. A lot of people hate on him. For the record, he's probably around 15 for me, as far as you know, rankings go on quarterbacks, I don't have my exact rankings up here in front of me, but he's really not that bad. Ryan, being an extrapolating numbers type of guy, can you do the math on this for me? If Josh Jacobs sees six targets a game and four catches a game, what does that equal out to by week 16? Week 16, four catches a game, 64 catches. And he could be, what did Chris call? At least 50 tar- or at least fifty catches would get him to be the running back number three at the end of the season. Boom, Fantasy Nation. I'm going to go update that now. Josh Jacobs, running back number three by the end of the year. Sorry, Saquon. What's your insight? I, I, know, I know that hurts. I know you're a Saquon truther. I'm sorry. It's just not true. <laughs> Week one would say otherwise. My, my concern in this game, I do have some concern with no Thomas. Breeze did not look great last week, and I'm concerned that we might be looking at a different version of Breeze. Of course, maybe that was just week one. Um, what I found fascinating was that Traquan Smith was on the field for 44 snaps and Emmanuel Sanders was on for 33. Why? Like, isn't Traquan supposed to be the three? But he was on there 11 more plays than uh, – Sanders was. So I think he's a sneaky play in DFS this, this week. I am off Jacobs on DFS just because New Orleans is hard to run against, guys, real hard. Uh, they had the number two rush defense last year. Not a lot has changed. Uh, I want to see more from Edwards and Richard. I also want to make a note. They had 388. The, the Raiders had 388 total yards against Carolina. New Orleans defense is not Carolina's defense. I don't know if they're going to be as offensively explosive as they were last year. Just, I mean, last week just because of the quality of the defense they're going to be facing now. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been great. We well, 90 minutes, if you would, right? Covered all the games, messed up a little bit. I did a little rap from Ryan earlier, a little bit of jazz here at the end because jazz sports, but guys, check out one of our newest sponsors, Jazz Sportsbook and Casino. They have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, 
and available 24-7 fun and action. Use the hashtag promo code BUS150 for 150% free play up to $1,000 when you sign up. Go to jazzsports.ag today. Before we sign off, guys, Billy, Ryan, we have to give some shout-outs to our guys here at Belly Up at the Belly Up Bowl for St. Jude's, the highest score of week one. I mean, it's been amazing week one, right? I mean, people that you didn't think were going to score scored. People who you thought were going to score scored a lot, hashtag Devontae Adams. But who are the biggest scorers of the week? Because these guys are awesome. I mean, these guys played the right guys at the right time when they should and they did not look back, and they're taking week one victory laps. They're taking week one in the books, and they're moving on. Unlike me, because at the Money Manziel division, Ryan, as you're going to announce the abusement or uh, the abusement park, that was my opponent. So he he outwitted me. Who are our leaders? Well, yeah, we're we're going to be doing a shout out for whoever's in first in every division. So we'll start off with Jamarcus Russell division. That's at Dak Attack nine fifty six. That's Yup. Kijana Carter, we have at Trav Kim. Frank the Tank is his team name, 148.7. In Lawrence Phillips, we had at Raider Nation 79. He That's had 145. Davis, a huge follower of us. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Money Manziel, Abusement Park 2020 had 143.4 points. He's My a guy brother. that I got he's a guy that I got into the league from another league I'm in. Nicely done, Will. <laughs> And Robert Aguayo, we've got GT Joff, 88, at 136.1. And Ryan Leaf, one of my former coaches, John Milner, at 140.58 points. Dang! In the Bonds, we have at Diamond Mike USA at 146.56 points. At Diamond Mike also beat me in the Ryder Bowl this week, so screw you, Diamond Mike. And then Tim Couch, we have at TK Legacy 15 with a 143.28 points. And then we go to Tim Tebow, my division, and you want to complain about who you got. I faced off against Makers Mark, who was the high point of every division, Tim Tebow division repping, 174.38 points. And that was my win. Oh, dang. Can you go over his yeah. roster by any chance? Two seconds, I can go over his roster. Yeah. Because hundred almost 175 points? That's wild. Yeah, in, in a non-super flex lead. Yeah, he had Wilson, Zeke, C.E.H., Hopkins, Thielen, Lockett, and then Waller, Hunter Henry, and John Brown. John Brown, baby, Smokey Brown! Smokey John Brown. And then on to Tony Mandarich. We have at Bowley44. His team name is the Steel City Smackdown, and he had 145.6. And then my personal favorite of this week, the Trent Richardson division. We have at Broken But Whole. <laughs> we have Taco Bell. <laughs> we got Trent, Trent Richardson got the Broken But Whole at 139.68. Well done. I'm so I hope I'm rooting for you all year, dude, because I want to read your name every week. And then it, the last division, we got Troy Williamson division, and that's at Tommy Pickles 888. And he threw down a 167.78, which is the second highest score of the week. Oh, Rugrats. Yep, and that's what we got, guys. Well done to all the division leaders. We will be doing that on a weekly basis. Just a shout-out you guys that are doing well. 
Yeah, for sure. Hopefully I get a shout out at some point, maybe not next week because I'm 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 pretty sad about this, but we need to do a, a, a donation total as well because I think me and Marco are going to have a bet this week about a little twenty dollars bet to St. Jude's. So maybe we just keep that going, right? Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But guys, as everyone has seen in our description or our name title, we've got something going on behind the scenes, and we're really proud of, right? Like. We could not have done this without everyone who is commenting, who likes us, who retweets us, who takes the extra time to subscribe to us and just follow us and listen to us on Spotify. Because I know you could listen to some other people who are a little bit better than us, who have probably better numbers or more enjoyable. But we're not pretty better. Not better. Okay, fair enough. I'll go with Ryan on that. They're not <laughs> we're pretty good, right? Like, we're up there, right? We have to be, at least. But... We're the Knights of the Round Table for Belly Up Fancy Live, and we got new weapons today, guys. I mean, we got sponsored by a pretty big company, and we're going to announce it. It's Manscaped, guys. We got sponsored by Manscaped, and they're sending us packages. We're going to test out these products, and I'm going to do a live read here next week about them and let you know because there's something in the package that Ryan really wants to use. And he was texting me and saying, oh, I'm going to start using it in our in our, in our our podcast talk. Well, let's give a little sneak peek, Ryan. What's the next thing that you're going to just start dropping all day, every day? So the thing that I'm really excited about is called the Crop Preserver. <laughs> and this Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant. Like, seriously, whoever's inventing this, well done. For the working man in me, I'm really excited to try it out. I know my balls are too. <laughs> I mean, you're on horses. You're out on the ranch all day, so I'm yes. really excited for that. Me, not so much. You know, I'm running around the house with little toddler. Hey, you don't want them preserved? You should always preserve them. The other I one mean, we're going to be getting a crop reviver, which yeah. is a toner and refresher. I mean, who doesn't want refreshed? I want those, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm really excited to try these out. Man, this is awesome, uh, and we could not have done this without all of our followers, without everyone who's supporting us. So thank you so much for allowing us to take that next step and get sponsored by such a big company. Um, I will have a promo code for you guys here coming out pretty soon um, so all of our followers can get some of these Manscaped products at a 20% discount, regardless if it's for you, for a loved one, for a birthday Christmas is coming up as well. So let's do this. Let's help Manscaped realize that they did, they took a shot on us and we're going to pay out for them really well. So thank you so much, Manscaped. And thank you for everyone who watches us and just keeps on going uh, with us because we're going to keep continuing on with this. This is only week 20. We're going to have about 200 more of these guys before it's all done. And we're going to win a lot of championships. So Tom, kick us off. Where can everyone follow you at? What are you running on? And what's your latest work? And obviously, you're running some pretty good stuff over at Belly Up Fantasy Football. Yeah, man, it's uh, at Belly Up Football. Not not fantasy, but at Belly Up Football. We need to get that changed, right? You're pretty much a part of it anyway. I mean, hey, I'm part of that fantasy team. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all in on it. Uh, but making sure that that football account stays up to date, um, you know, on Sundays, we try and get out some of the big plays. If you're not able to watch the games or anything like that, check it out. Uh, we try and, uh, like I said, 
get some of those big plays on there, let you see what's going on, uh, make you laugh a little bit too. So uh, follow us on there uh, again at Belly Up Fan, or excuse me at Belly Up Football. Now you threw me off, Chris. <laughs> um, and then myself at Belly Up uh, Tom on Twitter. Feel free to come at me with the heat. I mean, obviously, we all have some hot takes on here at this point. We're starting to roll with them, so uh, always happy to take some take some heat for it and see if we can figure out who's right. For sure, Ryan, you're probably you're probably up there with the hot takes, but your Darius Slayton hot take definitely paid off this week, brother. Um, where can everyone follow you at? What are you working on? Because I mean, you and Billy both are putting out articles every week, so. What's your next article that you're putting down as well? Well, I may have another article coming, but I'm going to be doing a weekly buy high or a buy low, sell high. Uh, just talking about guys that I think the value is not anchored on right now. And maybe a way you can take advantage of it to improve your roster for the long term, especially, uh, you know, if you can acquire a guy like Mike Thomas right now, do it. <laughs> but uh, that's just an example. That's what I'll be doing. Um, working on the belly up ADP right now, trying to see what the ADP is for all of those leagues, just for some, you know, shits and giggles for anybody who wants to take a look at it. It's fun watching people who took Darius Geis and Damian Williams in those earlier drafts. Oh, it just hurts my arch. Sorry, Brett. I know Brett did that. That was tough. Billy, obviously you got your little moniker right there at BWIT24. What's your next article that you're putting out? Because obviously you got one coming out every week that's the same thing, kind of like Ryan. Y'all are working as a team, and both of you guys, I couldn't thank both of you more for just putting out that steady content for us. Yeah, I'm doing a weekly start set article for you. Uh, we'll have some fun guys, some not so fun guys. Uh, last week we did did all right. Uh, Mark Ingram kind of shot us in the foot, but uh, looking to get back and get you the right guys in your lineup this week. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, if y'all didn't read that article, Billy could have won you some money starting David Johnson and Will Fuller 5 last week. I mean, on that Thursday night, Slate, if you were going to do a uh, DFS like heads up or showdown, Billy would have got you some cash in your pocket, guys. Um, I'm Chris Pinto, obviously, at Aggie Kappa Sig. I'm really not writing too much anymore right now. I'm, I'm, I probably should uh, just to get some stuff out there that I've got in my head. But also, um, we're working on this, obviously, Belly Up Fantasy Live every Tuesday, guys. You can catch Tom, Billy, Ryan, and myself every Tuesday of the week. We'll go on to week three next week, uh, help you win your championship games. Also, Dan Mater and I are doing a DFS show on Saturdays that you can find on our uh, Belly Up Fancy Twitter. That'll be around 8.30 Texas time, right? And then Sunday mornings, I'm going to be answering your start sits. Uh, I did my first one last week, and I was super nervous. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. Billy, Ryan, I really appreciate you guys. Tom, you as well. Uh, I was really nervous doing it solo because I've always got a team with me, right? You're only as strong as your team. So I love my team, and I did a solo thing on Sunday, and it was really fun. So I'll do that again this Sunday. Uh, thank you for everyone who's watching. The six guys who are still here in the room, we really appreciate you spending the 100 minutes with us. So... From all of us at Belly Up Fantasy Live, thanks and giga. Thank you for listening to Belly Up Fantasy Live. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.